0: Welcome to another episode of In the Name of Service, a podcast committed to sharing the untold stories of those who selflessly serve. Each episode features an interview with men and women who have been called to a variety of service-focused roles, such as the military, law enforcement, ministry, volunteering, and more. You aren't likely to know the names of the individuals you meet here but our hope is by the end of our time together, you'll not only know their stories, but possibly be inspired to write your own in some way. Humble in nature, but strong in character, these everyday men and women showcase what it is to truly be a servant. We're glad you're here. Now here's your host, Dr. Barb Thompson.
1: Thank you so much for joining me today for another inspiring episode of In the Name of Service. I'm your host, Dr. Barb Thompson. As a United States Army veteran and operational psychologist, I spent my career working with military and law enforcement units, conducting in-depth interviews with hundreds of individuals who are hoping to earn their place on high-risk, high-performing teams. In most cases, they've already put in years of grueling physical and mental work just to get a chance to serve and sacrifice more. And that type of selflessness is special and I feel worthy of recognition. While each person's story is unique and every path to service different, their goals are similar, to do something more, to be part of something bigger, and to make a difference. These difference makers were the catalysts behind this podcast, and it's my privilege to share their stories with you. Today, I get to introduce Ryan Tubner. So Ryan and I go way back to like yes, middle school, Ryan. Mm.
2: Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> we do. started
1: in sixth grade for us in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Ryan has forever like a super bright light in any room. He's a talented individual, but I think his greatest talent is loving people, honestly, and and encouraging people. And when I started this podcast, obviously it's it's still like we're in the humble beginnings already. Um, Ryan was like very supportive and we haven't even seen each other since I'm sure like college, undergraduate. Yeah, I I think it was our
2: 10 year high school reunion. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So it's been...
2: (laughs) I think it was... (laughs) Anyway, I think that was a long time ago.
1: Oh, don't even say it. It's so (laughs) long ago. Okay, we're getting old and enjoying it. But anyway, Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: All right, as you said, um, from Stillwater, Oklahoma, Um, born and raised there. Um, Have a brother and a sister, Um, both younger. Um, One is in Boston area. The other is in LA. So Jenny and her husband have a uh, son, they're in LA, and Jonathan and his wife Rachel have three kids in Boston area. Um, married to Beth, and my wife, for 19 years now, and we got two kids: Dixie, 11; Clancy, six. We um, are all in on everything. All the kids, it's a ton of fun. Uh, we have a good time. Where I'm in the insurance business, it's. Uh, I like to tell people I work in an industry that people hate to talk about. Totally. They do not like talking about insurance, but for some reason, I got into the insurance business <laughs> to sell an intangible product that nobody likes to deal with.
1: You're the only person in insurance that is, you're like so um, charismatic. And I think that that's like so different than what people are used to. So <laughs> anyway. I would think so.
2: I would yeah. think so. You, you, when you're getting into insurance business, you see, you know, like my grandpa, he suit tie kind of guy. Um, a lot of your old time guys suit not me. I will not wear a suit. I do not like wearing ties. It's jeans. <laughs> it's, boots, it's button up at most and call it good. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's I'm super laid back. I'm not one of those pushy guys. Um, when I'm, you know, talking to prospects or clients, a lot of my friends know what I do. And if they want me to help them out, they can't. They can just call me and I can do it from anywhere all over the U.S. So I give them my thoughts, give them the options. And if they don't want it, that's fine. <laughs> we won't okay, take
1: sp- yeah, um, Yeah. They might just buy it because you're fun to talk to. And I hope they do. because I know I that hope you're, so. You're- <laughs> So take us back in time a little bit and tell us, like, what, what are a few experiences you think from your childhood that helped kind of shape you into the man that you are today?
2: Great question. Um, and I think the easiest answer is Alton Carter. Both know him. Oh, um, 100%. He was uh, 100% instrumental in me growing up during those formidable years. I say, you know, junior yeah. high, high school when... He he was coaching me at tumbling, um, working for him, just really hanging out all the time. Yeah. Um, when him and Chris got married, Kristen got married. I mean, even to when they had Kelton, still hanging out all the time. So I would say just being around Alton, watching him speak, going to schools um with him, just hearing his story and how his as you know, it's just drastically different from how I grew up. It is. Um mm-hmm. but Being there and listening to him, that really helped shape who I am today. Um, I think I can't say one experience, but it's just uh, overall a vast, the vast majority of the time that I've hung out with Alton is just at that time in high school and early college years. He's definitely been the man that has helped shape me. Um, I think being there and growing up with you've talked to him before john dodson i mean he's still an influential guy that uh i've always looked up to um those two guys i would say really helped um, me become who i am today um so i i was just listening to alton and how he grew up um, in 17 different foster homes being molested being abused being the only one to graduate college from his family, um, really getting out of that mold of this, that stereotype at that time and what his family was going through um, is very inspiring. And so, and now having five kids and having a great marriage and still moving forward.
1: Yeah, yeah he was so influential in my life too um during like those junior high years mm-hmm. especially high school even into my college years because then i coached cheerleading and yeah. and he had that facility where we could yeah oh my goodness he yeah, believed in me more too. yeah 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 it's it's so interesting um he believed in me more than i believed in myself if i only believed in myself As much as he believed in me at that time, there's no telling what I'd be doing now. But anyway.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I I would say you could have a podcast, half a Rogan. That's what I tell my (laughs) buddy that I said, dude, our podcast, when we started, we need to have a half a Rogan. If we can have half a Rogan, we're doing good.
1: You're doing just fine. How did you get into the the insurance industry?
2: I worked at LifeLock for a while. When LifeLock, um, before they sold and merged with Norton, uh, antivirus uh, software. Uh, they were LifeLock. I didn't have prevention company. So I sold for them and that's where I got into sales. But over the time of those next, next two years, um, I knew at some point I'd want to get into the insurance business. Um, if you're watching here, that guy right there is my grandpa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's he was the chairman of our board uh, at Rich and Cartmill um, and really never pushed Need to get in the insurance business, but I always saw the success he had and the flexibility uh, to where mm-hmm. I can be with my kids in, in bed. Right. And I don't have to be in an office working, you know, eight to six, eight to five, all hours a day. I can have that flexibility. Um, so long story short, just things happened to where I finally called him and I said, okay, I'm ready to come to Richard Cartmell. Because I was at another agency prior to that, that they were in Stillwater and they wanted to try to start a, a property and casualty side in their life and health business. We're, I mean, it just, it wasn't a good fit for me. Um, they were going through some things with contracts, et cetera, with the, another agency. So called them up said, I'm, I'm ready. So it worked out and I, I came in business and, over at Richard Cartmill in February of 2010. And so, just been building my book up. Now, I will say this, and I've had this discussion with some other colleagues of mine in our Tulsa office. He also saw the successes that he had with his parents being in the industry and and, uh, his family and friends. What we did not see, however, was (laughs) the hardships that it takes to build a book of business. You know, we're sitting there, you you know, you can have your compensation, however it is, take a draw here or not. And you're just going straight off commission. But at that time, it was just me and Beth. And so, well, she wasn't pregnant yet. And so I came over, had a little draw, and then she gets pregnant that year. Let's see, that was in 2012. After two years working, she gets pregnant, gets fired. So it's still on me and I'm still working to build that book because it just took me and I'll tell anybody this. I tell anybody that comes to me, you know, asking for advice, younger agents coming in, I'll tell them, don't do what I did. It took me a lot longer. I would pick up the phone because at LifeLock, I was used to calling and dialing for dollars. You know, you call prospects, you call people you might want to try to write their business Uh, on the business side or personal side, but I didn't realize how much of a relationship-driven business this truly is. So long story short, it's worked out, building great relationships, (laughs) and I get that flexibility. Uh, That was the most important thing to me um, was the flexibility, and that's why I wanted to get into it because it's, I mean, it's no you can make a really good living in this business. It is hard. Um, You get told no a whole bunch, Um, but you're putting yourself out there. You're building that confidence. Uh, And the more you study and learn, uh, my grandpa told me, you just have to be a student of the game. And where athletes watch film, we have to read and learn, go to classes And get more education, which is what Rich and Cardinal is about. And and it's, they give me the flexibility to be with my family when I need to. Yeah. So so, many of
1: these concepts, though, are like, they can go across contexts. You like, in psychology, too, like, it is all about relationship. When you come down to, you could know, you know, everything there is to know. But if you can't build that relationship, you're not going to be any good to anyone else. Right. And then just. Knowing how to fail and continue to study, continue to have that learning mindset, um, and then and prioritizing what's most important to you in your life and shaping mm-hmm. it around those values you can go outside of the you know insurance industry, obviously, but you Absolutely. stay really busy and connected and involved even outside of your work. How do you have the energy for all of that? You know, that's a great
2: question. (laughs) Maybe you don't. No. (laughs) That's a fantastic question. I don't know how I have the energy. I just, we do it. Beth and I, we we make it a point to, uh, and we always have. We made it a point when we had Dixie that we were going to sacrifice. You know, at at that time, I was making pennies on the dollar. But we knew how important it was for Beth to stay home. Because her mom stayed home, my mom stayed home. We knew we wanted that to happen. So we put our kids and their activities, I don't want to say first, but we do put them first. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we want to be there for the kids. I think it's, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so fortunate and happy to be where I am career-wise, because we can. I mean, we were talking before Dixie's in gymnastics for 26 and a half hours a week, um, Monday through Friday. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Then they have jujitsu, kickboxing. Clancy has jujitsu, kickboxing, soccer. So we make it work, but it's because I have a wonderful, cool wife, too. (laughs) Um, So we can make it work to where if I need to not be there, then I can't. And she takes it, but it's as parents, you know, with kids, you just, you make it work. Yeah. Uh, so no matter t- how much energy you yeah. have or not. But right. I get, I get so much joy in just watching Dixie get new skills. Um, see her at jujitsu. We just started in May and see her figuring it out, figuring moves mm-hmm. out, sparring and getting that wrestling yeah. in. Uh which is just so much fun. I love seeing Clancy score a goal in his soccer. I mean, it's just the joy that I see that with those kids that I think gives me that energy to just want to go back. Not feeling I have to, but it's you right. get to go. You know, yes. you get to go watch your kids and right. you get to go hang out with your wife. That's what gives me the motivation to just continue, you know, writing business and in this industry as well as, just being there for the kids, watching mm-hmm. them grow up.
1: Yeah. But Ryan, you have always, from my recollection, <laughs> okay, so I can't speak for you. I can't speak for other people's perception of you, but you have always been someone I know is joyful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, like, it didn't matter what external circumstances you were going through and everyone struggles. That, that's just the human right. condition, Right. But you were always a person that brought joy, um, encouragement to others, and you're super resilient. Like, I just feel like people can't tell you no. <laughs> but that anyway, is how, how is that possible?
2: I don't know the answer to that. However, yeah. I just have, I love living, I love life. I love being with people and and making them happy. I love putting a smile on people's faces. I think my mom says I've always been like that. From I believe a, a baby it. to to now, I mean, and I think Clancy is a lot like me. That he's going to be the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, never meet a stranger. Always willing to go say hi. Um, try to put a smile on her face. I mean, it's it's a, it's that love for life, um, and, and love to just make people happy. I mean, I hate having difficult conversations in the workplace or in life in general just stresses me out and I don't get stressed. Beth Beth knows I don't do well with stress because I just, I don't. There's things in life that should stress me out, but I just don't let it because it's not healthy. You know, if you, if I get stressed out at work, whether it's a big renewal coming up or a, a, claim that's going bad, um, shoot, and, you know, I had one client that didn't buy property insurance and the hurricane happened last year. Oh, so wow. it's stressful. Um, but I try not to let it get to me because life is fun. Going back to, I know, middle school when we, when we met and even with Wyatt, I was, uh, I played baseball with Wyatt.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so, I mean, it's just, it's, Fun being jovial. It's fun living life, making people happy, you know, seeing them succeed. Um, Yeah. I think in, and we're going through this with Dixie to where, I mean, she's really, really good. But it's hard for her as an 11-year-old little girl to realize how good she can be and how good she really is already. Taking that aspect with, Dixie and, and giving her the confidence is a lot like me or giving you the confidence with your podcast or, you know, with anybody else, with a new young agent coming in and saying, you know, you, you can do this, right. You have the skills, you just got to go do it, you know, go make the calls. It's a, in our industry, it's just a, it's a law of large numbers, I mean, you know, you're going to yeah, I've told you before you get told no a lot, but if you can equate it to baseball, those hall of famers struck out 70% of the time, Right, you were up, they're batting yeah. 300. So they're getting out 70% of the time. So if you can put that into equate that to the insurance business, then you're perfect. I mean, you will have a great career. Same thing with, you know, Derek, um, who is on your podcast. He's doing some incredible things in the home health network that he started. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's just being there as a sounding board and a friend say, dude, you're doing great uh, and excited to see what he comes up with and does. Same yeah. thing with Dixie. Dixie. <laughs> this is reality. You're
1: awesome. You're right. pretty
2: good. Okay, <laughs> look at these people. They're doing the same thing. They're 14 years old. You're 11. Yeah, yeah. You're good. You're okay. And so I, I think it's just for me with being. I don't want to say overly joyful, but I think um, remember Mrs. Dominic, uh, Noah's mom. I do. She was. Yeah. Uh, Ninth ninth grade eighth grade teacher ninth grade teacher mm-hmm. I forget mm-hmm. but on on the report card once my parents had to talk to me about this she said he is <laughs> loud and boisterous <laughs> and which I think I still am loud and boisterous yes um, I yes. am in an office by myself up on we have two buildings over here in Oklahoma City so I'm in the annex building in an office. And I can close the door and, and talk. I talk loud. Right. And I am loud and boisterous and I get animated. <laughs> it's just who I am. Right. Um, yeah. But that's I think that's what draws people know that I'm genuine, too. I just try to be super genuine in telling people the truth. I mean, I've yeah. Told people, right. Listen, I, you're at the right spot on your insurance. You I mean, if you want us to write it, great. But you're you're right there at the right spot. But I've told others that, hey, I think we can help you out. And we have. But it's the goes back to that relationship. If I didn't Mm -hmm. have that relationship, then I I wouldn't, they wouldn't trust me. It's the built-on trust. And that's what life is. You know, with with, we've known each other since middle school, however long ago that was. (laughs) But I mean, if we did not you might want to do some more digging and realize, OK, who is this guy? Right. Um, but it's that that lifetime built on trust and the relationships. I mean, we're in. Yeah,
1: you know, it's back on the cheerleading days. And, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. And I always thought you were so brave for doing that because our, you know, like cheer program did not include males really mm. until you and Mark you know and it was just like man you guys were so incredible and you you go out of your way like you you didn't have to tell any of us like the encouragement it's not a requirement right it's not Mm -hmm. a requirement but you're showing up you're doing it for who knows how many people every single day when you get tired when you get down when you get discouraged like you're the encourager how do you how do you bounce back Ryan like do you have a challenge that you've that you've gone through? Can you talk well, us through like how you work through it?
2: You pour yourself a glass of whiskey, you enjoy <laughs> it, and you just go on. <laughs> no, not just but whiskey is a good. I like it. Um I think it's just when my wife, when Beth knows me better than anybody, right? She knows when I'm good get, I'm getting down, I'm getting frustrated, and and it all leads back to being able to go out to see clients, see prospects and just knock on doors and go out and see people. She knows I need people to where I haven't done that in a while. Maybe it's been a week or so that I haven't been able to go out and prospect or I haven't been to go, go see clients. She will tell me, you know, it's probably time to go see that. Um, Luckily and fortunately, I don't get down and depressed a lot. I don't I don't know how to help others when they are down and depressed because I don't I don't I'm not there. I've never been there. Um, So when I do it, I have the mentality of. There's always somebody who is in a worse position than I am, Mm -hmm. no matter what. If I lose an account, if I'm just head's not right, mentality is not right. If I'm getting told no a lot, string of no's. Um, And it it would happen early on in my career. Um, I remember I was rocking Dixie to sleep one night and I was looking for jobs because it just wasn't clicking. However, Beth would say, no, you need to stick with it. And because she believed it. But at that mm-hmm. time, my, my mindset, my brain was thinking, man, I got to do something to provide for the family. You know, my dad provided for us. Um, so I gotta be able to provide for them because I don't want Beth to go to work. Um, and, but with best encouragement, I was able to make it work. Um, but since that time, it's, it's just that mental state of mind, knowing that no matter what's going on, It could A, always be worse and B, somebody else may have it a lot harder than we do. Yeah. Or I do.
1: Right. What do you think has been your greatest challenge?
2: Um, Golly. I think comparing, comparing myself to others, um, you know, maybe it's to some of my peers that have been in the business about as long as I have. Maybe they are higher, you know, have bigger books of business um, or, or where I want to be right now. I think the biggest challenge for me is just comparing myself to others. When in reality, I need to compare myself with where I am yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, am I better today? Am I better in meeting my goals? No matter what those goals are, am I meeting my goals that will help me out and further not only my career, but am I meeting and be my goals to where I can stay with the family? I can hang out and watch Dixie or Clancy go to their practices while still maintaining a, a good uh, book of business. Um, my biggest challenge and weakness. I think it's just comparing myself to others, um, in my, f- in my field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the biggest challenge, uh, that I face.
1: Take us through how you get yourself back on track or how you catch yourself doing that. Cause I think we all do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a tendency to do that, but typically it does not lead anywhere good, especially because we all have our values and our priorities are a bit different because we were created uniquely, right? For unique exactly. purposes. Um, but we do, we tend to compare ourselves to other people. How do you catch yourself and then just get right,
2: get, get on track. For me, it all goes back to my mindset. I've got a, uh, one of my clients who's now my friends, he always says, to his baseball teams, you've got to get your mind right. Um, I, th- I think that holds true in life. You know, whenever you're facing a challenge or, or getting down, you just got to get that mind right um, to where you can come out the other end stronger and better. Um, it, it's so much of what we do is mental game mm-hmm. having your mind and the mental toughness especially for Dixie in a sport like gymnastics is key because even no matter where you are in life if I get down and depressed in the insurance business it it could wreak havoc on you um and cause you to go somewhere else or do something else. Um, it all goes back to that mental toughness, I think. You know, yeah. listening to a lot of podcasts with military veterans. Um, I was never in the military, but I respect the hell out of all of Because of what they did and their mental toughness. Um, no matter if you're looking at a special forces guy or somebody who is a canine guy or infantry. Um, I know my cousin just retired from the military and his mental side was, I mean, it's really strong. That's just, that's what I admire about military law enforcement, first responders, um, you know, listening to any number of podcasts its the mind game. Um, when I started comparing myself to others, I always go back to what I heard um, on a podcast where I either heard it on a podcast or saw on an Instagram post from Chris Osmond, who's um, he was a former SEAL as well. That no matter where you are right now, you know, no matter what house you live in um, or how big it is. And I'm paraphrasing here. That is somebody's dream house. You know. Beth and I have lived in the same house since we got married. It's a little old farmhouse that was built in 1910. um, But 19 years and two kids later, probably made a new house. So, however, our house is somebody else's dream house. You know, I could compare myself and just get so down and say, you know, I want a bigger house. I mean, you, you know how I grew up. You know, that house yeah. I grew up with It's <laughs> not a small house. No. <laughs> so, but our house is a great house and it's somebody else's dream house. And I just have to remind myself that no matter what, we got a pretty good, we got a great yeah. family, great wife, great kids. They're good human beings. That's what all you can ask for.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to see that little loop, like just how it was for you personally. And I think you do, you You've gained through the encouragement of others and your experience of them Mm -hmm. uh, and through outside resources like like books and podcasts and just learning, like recognizing that other people who have that resilience that that, you know, you Uh strive for have these certain things that they tell themselves. And then you have that loop for yourself, you know, like you start when you start to get discouraged or in your case, comparing yourself to others, which again, I think is something everyone does. Then you start to say, no, 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 that's not the truth. The truth is this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it changes everything.
2: Oh, it it definitely does. I think once you get your mind, right. And once you can put things back in perspective, um, I think it really changes a lot of, um, perspective for you, and um, how you view life, how you live your life, how you want to, sure, you want to build something greater, you know, um, but in due time, that'll happen. You know, when, when God's timing is right, the land will be there for us. The place, the, the housing plans that we want to build, I mean, it'll all come together. It'll be magical. Um, and, and I've always said, And Beth and I had a discussion to where I appreciate where I am so much because I remember where I was when I started. I remember Rocking Dixie looking for jobs. Right. I remember living how we lived on that little income. I do not know. However, we made it work. Right. And we sacrificed. Um, You know, we drove old cars. We drove until it's they fell off. Um, We lived in the same house. And what I like about the house is I could afford it then and I can afford it now to where you're not living uh, beyond your means. Um, So if you just put life in perspective, that just helps out tremendously.
1: And I hear gratitude in there too. Like you uh, are to basically telling yourself, you know, open your eyes. Would a yeah. Would a big house fulfill you? No. Would a new car fill your heart? No. But here you're in a position where you're literally like, you have to reach out to people every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm telling you, Ryan, like the number of people you encourage, mm. and I can just speak for myself, how encouraging it is to hear from someone you haven't heard from who has no requirement to contact you ever, you know, and to Mm -hmm. say, Hey, like, I like what you're doing. You're doing a good job. That changes the world. I don't care where you sit. That changes the world. Okay. Let's say there's someone they're hearing your story. They feel a call to serve, whether it's a vocation or not, doesn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Right Um, but they don't know where or how to get started. What would your advice be for them?
2: I think find what you're passionate about. Like you said, it doesn't have to be a vocation. It doesn't have to be a call to serve in the the military. Right. Um, But just if you're serving. So, for example, me with the insurance, my grandpa always said, you know, the insurance business has done so great for us, you got to give back. So that's being on boards for, um, You know, our association or a national association uh, or our local city association. Find what you're passionate about. Um, Clearly, I love dogs. If you follow me, you know that we have three dogs. Yeah. Um, Love dogs. I love uh, working with military and first responders. I love uh, the insurance business. Um, I just have a zest for life to be able to serve and give back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but there are times to where you have to say, okay, I've been on this board this many years. Now I'm on this board. Now I'm on this board. I'm on all these boards. You have to have time for yourself. You have to have time for your family. So I'm in that season to where I'm right. not on any boards. Yeah. I'm not serving, uh, besides one board, but that's a fun board. Um, <laughs> that's the team 10, Uh, Booster club, so the for the women's gymnastics,
1: yeah, Uh, women's
2: gymnastics. I'm the president of Team Ten, but that's literally a fun board. It's not like we're meeting every every month. That's fun, (laughs) but um, I'm in that season. So for anybody that wants to serve, find what you're passionate about. If you're passionate about dogs, there's so many nonprofits out there. If they're your Uh, passionate about military, first responders, social service work. Um, There's so many great organizations out there that you can be a part of, maybe serving on board or maybe volunteering. Um, That's what you got to do. Find what you're passionate about and what you enjoy doing. Because why would I go do something I have no rhyme or reason that want to do? That makes no sense. Right. I want to be happy. I want to be able to make people happy. I want to go where my talents can best serve others.
1: There you go. That's right. So
2: that's what you got to do. Awesome. Pretty easy. But I think that not enough or not many people realize if you just take it down to the root of everything, if you're happy about it, if you're
1: passionate about it, go do it. Yeah. And it is, you know, we, I game of comparison to you look at this person and say, oh, they're doing so much, you know, good in the world. I want to be like that. It's like, mm-hmm. that's great, a great model, but you're not like that. You're not like that yeah. for a reason because you were called to something specific. Right. And exactly. it's always like those small little steps around you. But um yeah, I, I share in that experience to the things that, you naturally are drawn to, you know, mm-hmm. um, just have the faith in the process that those small little steps day after day are going eventually lead to a lifetime of impact. Um, so you just got to start Start I agree. now, start today. So what, advice,
2: what advice would you give somebody?
1: Yeah, I would say the same thing. We hold ourselves back so much. I think one, because in the belief that we have to do something really big for it to matter. Mm -hmm. And two, because we don't believe that we are capable, right? And I think if you get rid of both of those things and you um, just make it a point to be kind to the people around you and to when you have that inkling in your heart, like that still small voice, you have the courage to do it knowing, Mm -hmm. hey, it might not always be in your own strength. And those little things, I think, do lead you down a path that's all your own.
2: Right. Right.
1: Ryan, what? I've taken up enough of your time. Any uh, parting got thoughts?
2: <laughs> we have plenty of time. We can go on and
1: on. Yeah, we'll go all day. Yeah. Any, any, any parting thoughts? I'm, I'm so grateful that you, um, uh, that we're just back in touch and um, that I'm getting to see, you know, grown up Ryan impacting the world and <laughs> only, uh, you know, just the unique way that you do. It's, it's a blessing to me. Um, just to be in touch with you. But I also want to thank you for the time that you've put into um, this conversation today. And, you know, just like the courage you had to come in on and talk mm-hmm. about yourself. So
2: Oh absolutely. It's, you know, I'm not, you know, it, it's one of those things if you think about it, you're, you're looking back and going back to our conversation or, or the 20 years, 20 plus years we've known each other. And I mean, you've seen a lot jovial and, you know, excited and, Happy, go lucky, Ryan, but you know there's times where I'm not you know i'm not, I'm not a perfect guy, but if if you can realize that you know everybody has our own faults, how do you persevere you know right. and and go through that in life? I mean that's what you want to do um and that's the goal I mean the goal is to for me, my goal is to make people happy. Right. You know, and help them out. I've always been the one that want, I want to help them out. You know, I think that's going back to Alton or, or hanging out with him and seeing, you know, he had help. He He's willing to help out anybody. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you want to model that after. Um, if you can, uh, you know, if you can help and have the means and, and resources to help, then great. You know, I enjoyed listen to your podcast. So I, I wanted to let you know, hey, you do a great job. I love it. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm so glad that you started your podcast, you know, and I want to start my own podcast with my buddy Wes. And so I think we're going to try to get in. And you've been a big help on that too.
1: Good. So, well, I'll help even more. But yeah, yes. we'll be on the lookout and then we'll we'll make some, some, we'll get the information out there for any of the listeners that want to, look. it's going to be super fun, super fun conversation. So I can't wait.
2: We're excited. It was an insurance podcast that talked nothing about insurance. It was great. Yeah, it was we had fun. a lot of stories, it. a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and so, it, when you get four people together that good buddies, it's bound to happen.
1: Yeah. And so, but I want to appreciate.
2: If, I want to thank you very much absolutely. for the opportunity. Yeah.
1: And we'll put as much contact information as you want in the show notes, so that if anyone wants to reach out or has specific questions. Um, For you or maybe regarding the, the industry that you're in, that they can find you. Until next time, Ryan. Thank you.
0: Hey, everybody.
1: Thank you for joining us for
0: another incredible episode of In the Name of Service. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe. And of course, feel free to share with those you feel would like to be inspired. Have a difference maker in your life that you'd like to see featured? reach out to Dr. Barb Thompson at inthenameofservice at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.